On this episode of Everybody Loves Movies. One would say that he contorted yeah, his that, body. That's probably a better way to say it than on. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Everybody Loves Movies, the podcast where two incompetent hosts watch movies because they love them. I'm Grim Weed. And I'm Kata. And this week we watched Unhuman, I think. That was the name of it, right? Sure. Yeah, it was Unhuman. <laughs> um, I don't know what year it's from because like normal, I don't do that kind of shit. I leave it up to other people because I'm just lazy. Well, it's from 2020, 2022 and it is directed by Marcus Dunstan and it stars different actors like Brianna Oh, no, Brianne. Goodness gravy. Brianne. Oh, God. How do you say that? I'm so sorry. I, I don't know. I've only seen one of these people in anything before that uh, I know of. It's, it's TJU Ch- Chooch. Oh, I'm so sorry to this actress. Well, Brianne. Ch- oh, God. As ever. Um, we have Benjamin Radsworth as Randall. Uriah Shelton as Danny. Ellie Gallo as Tamara. Peter Giles as Mr. Lorenzo. God, this is such a big cast. Drew Sheed as Steven, which Grimm recognized him from Halloween. Halloween. Yes. And I and I recognized him from Fear Street. Yeah, in Halloween, uh, Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, he was the friend that hit on Lori's granddaughter after she broke up with her boyfriend and ended up getting impaled on the fence. And I remember him from Fear Street, where he was a camp counselor who got totally wrecked by an axe. That's <laughs> just a few of the people. Yeah, I mean, the last really most important people are like Logram as JC and CJ LeBlanc as Hunter and Blake C. Burt as Ryan. That's like our main cast that we followed throughout the movie. Yeah, and JC was stupid blonde bitch. Yeah. Danny was asshole jock yes hunter or hunt he was jump street yes not because that's what we're naming him that was what they called him the stupid blonde bitch and asshole jock those were the names that i'm giving them um, yeah those are some of the nicknames yeah and i mean there's other people but you know oh yeah there's a there was a school bus load of kids yeah and some of them got their shit wrecked or so we thought this is a very it's like it's a gory movie but not a, not in a way like you see people getting ripped apart it's just blood flies yeah and this movie um it's like the definition of movie movie magic yeah i think the goriest thing is the horse that has been disemboweled yes um for some you know what now i'm that i'm thinking about it why did they gut a horse um theatrics I think it was just to set the stage. Such a weird thing to set the stage with. Yeah, but if you look at it as look at it with with eyes of somebody that knows how the plot twists and everything play out, it makes sense then. But ahead no. of time, it's like what? Even with the plot laid out, they could have done everything. This the movie could have happened with everything without the horse. It could have. Yeah, no, could have done without the horse. <laughs> It just, it adds more fear. It adds more ambiance. Well, yeah, that too. Like the the sprinkle, the seasoning of fear, you know? But it's like, if you're really trying to get people freaked out and suddenly having just a disemboweled horse laying on the ground, that that adds to it. 
And then with people like me, who's just like, with their dead horse. <laughs> but that's a bit into the movie. And we yeah. haven't even said anything about what's going on yet. Well, it opens with a weird scene between a daughter and a mother. The daughter packed her mother lunch and packed herself a basically blackened banana. Not too blackened, yeah. but blackened. Yeah, and um, the daughter, we both, when we first saw her, was like, she doesn't look like a high school kid. It's the fucking earrings. I I don't think so. I I'm not in I'm not in agreement with that one. I think it's more the way like the jacket she had on and the hair because she still had those earrings later, but the hair she was different and the jacket was gone. I mean, yeah, that too. But it's just like every time I look, every scene I looked at her with those earrings, I'm just like, no Gen Z kid wears these earrings. None. Oh, they're not prominent enough to wear seeing her say across the room it's not the earrings are so distracting but from across the room seeing the jacket and everything else it's like she doesn't look her age or no. her, she doesn't look her character's age no she doesn't i mean her face is a little bit too mature too that yeah her face is way too mature to be playing a high schooler which that is generally a theme in movies and tv with with high school people they don't tend to be high school people I mean, they don't tend to be, but um, there's a lot of other movies and TV shows that do a lot better with getting actors and actresses that look yeah. like they're in high school. And they are starting to do more with actual high school kids, but you have issues with underage actors and time, like shooting restrictions and how long you can shoot, what kinds of things you can shoot and stuff like that. Yeah. So we have a weird conversation between a mother and a daughter. I don't exactly remember what that conversation was, if I'm going to be completely honest. It's irrelevant. Yeah, it was something. Irrelevant. There was something in there that we probably should remember because later in the movie, it's it comes up like, what does your mom tell you? And I think that was part of that conversation. Oh, when she's super high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from there, we see her. We see Ever. Ever. Yes. Is that short for something? Whatever. I don't um, know. I have no idea. But yeah, we see Ever leave the house and go with her supposedly best friend, Tamara. Yes, Tamara. Yes. T-A-M-R-A. Yep. And again, they have a conversation. I think it's about the feel. Oh, Tamara makes a joke about Ever's outfit. Yep. Rightly so. Yeah. And because um, it doesn't look like someone her age. It doesn't look like their their style. Calls her grandpa. Yeah. I mean, out of most of the cast, Tamara looked pretty close to that age. Um. Well, JC. JC did too. Ryan. Um, eh, it's kind of a not um, as much for me. Danny. Danny did. Uh, Steven? Um, he kind of looked a little bit too old, but then who cares? <laughs> and what's the other dude? Um, Randall. Yes, Randall. The very forgettable Randall. Which apparently almost died very early on. And Tamara thought he was dead. Um... Wasn't that Ryan? No, that was Randall. Was that Randall? Yes. They're in Tamara's car driving to school. Tamara's not watching the road. Ever starts oh, yes. yelling at her to stop, and she's not realizing that Ever is saying to stop, like stop the car. She finally looks, slams on the brakes, and hits Randall, who's riding his bike. And as soon as he's like flown into garbage cans or whatever she's like oh he's dead just automatically he's dead and ever gets out realizes it's randall and then tamra gets out and randall sees tamra and the look on his face is either he has a crush on her 
or he's afraid of her, the way he reacts. And it very soon becomes apparent he has a crush on her. Yeah, and Tamara doesn't remember who he is, so... Or at least plays it that way. If she doesn't remember who he is, why should I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you would think that, but mm -hmm. he does play a pretty important role in this movie. Yeah, but that's later. Oh, no, throughout the movie. I mean, yeah, but he's the loser in the beginning who gets his gets a slushy thrown at him. <laughs> yes, because as they're talking, the car with asshole jock, dumb blonde bitch, and Jump Street pull up and throw a slushy at Randall. By the way, JC, Danny, and um, Hunter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets a slushy thrown at him, and I think from there they... Well, they show him with the slushy covered, and they, again, they have another conversation, and they all head to school. Yep. So It is field trip day. Yeah, so the high school teacher, Mr. Lorenzo, and apparently this takes place at a high school, well, the beginning takes place in a high school named Evanston Hill High School. Okay. Yeah, but... Um, Doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. So, like, their teacher, Mr. Lorenzo, basically is supervising a field trip to... Um, it's a 4-H field trip. It's a forest or a forage? I don't know. I know it was a 4-H field trip, and they were going to be doing some 4-H shit. And they were going to be out in nature, I believe, yeah. and commune with each other. Yeah, 4-H is kind of like a high school farm type. It's teaching you how to do that kind of stuff. Interesting. Yeah. They're going anyway. on a 4-H field trip. Um, the teacher is a bit of a dick. And the teacher is a massive dick. He's taking people's phones, putting them all in a bag, and he gets a call from somebody or calls somebody after getting a message, but he's complaining like, I told you don't send nudes to this phone anymore. And yes, dick pics are nudes. So some guy is sending him dick pics. I totally forgot about that. Yep. Hmm. Well, I remember the naked photo, the naked photo part. I didn't remember the dick part. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, Not that it matters, there, it's just... It's just kind of funny. Yeah. And I mean, from there, they all get on the bus, they all have their sarcastic... Well, what, some of them have other either sarcastic comment or commentary. And on, there's a lot more bullying between the jocks and everybody else. Yes. We meet Candace, or Braces, depending on who's talking to her. Braceface. Yeah, she's, she's called Braceface, she's called Braces, and she's called Candace. So pick a name. Any of those will work for her, apparently in this context and, and sometimes not even her actual name goodness so from there mr i always i'm gonna keep forgetting this guy's name mr lorenzo asshole teacher yes yeah. mr lorenzo is belittling a bus driver as yeah. they're traveling to their field trip yeah for extra credit of all things yeah the whole trip is an extra credit trip yeah that so, jc wouldn't have gone on if she didn't need the extra credit yes yeah and i'm kind of wondering why ever ever is there but i don't know how whatever her grades might not be that great or it could just be oh it's a chance to get away from school true and there's that poor poor kid who got it on the wrong bus yeah but that we don't find out till like the end of the movie i mean it's not a big spoiler but, anyway <laughs> no it's just something that no. we don't really notice him early on and then at the end it's like who the fuck are you and he's like, oh, i got on the wrong bus <laughs> but throughout the rest of the movie i don't remember ever seeing him i mean there's blood on his clothes so he had to have been there at some point yeah well shit happened so oh, the a blood lot of could shit have happened. easily gotten on from some of the other shit yeah definitely i mean bel belittled bus driver aside um as they're going on their trip they get hit by something that causes a sudden burst of blood on the windshield 
Yes, the entire windshield is covered in blood. It, it the, was kind of like when Precious exploded and Benny loves you. Yes. It was that same kind of windshield covered in blood. I would say this one was a lot more blood. Well, yeah, it covered the entire windshield of a bus instead of just the windshield of a minivan. And there is less innards. Yes, there's that too. <laughs> but um, from there, our, our bus driver, Wayne, loses control, which... Lose control, go off the road, into the woods, down a hill, and slams into a tree, which causes um, Candace to throw up, thankfully, in slow motion, because that was a shot we really needed. We watch... Yeah, that's definitely a shot we needed. Yeah. Um, we watch as stuff flies above Ever and Tamara's head. Yep, there's glasses, there's all kinds of random miscellaneous things that came from behind them in the bus. Which I'm kind of like, where did all those items come from? <laughs> Somebody had them in a bag or they were loose Cause somewhere. Because I could have sort of saw dice. Yes, there, there, was a, there was at least one die that flew by. And we see JC smash her face against the chair in front of her. With a resounding crunch. And a lot of blood that flies. And you were all excited thinking, cool, she's finally dead. Yeah, because mean girls are annoying in horror films. Instead, it was just a broken nose. I mean, it looked grody. Oh, yeah. She hit it hard. There was definitely a broken nose there. Yeah. And ever being the nice girl that she is, she ends up giving um, JC a pad yep. to stop the... Um, can't say nosebleed at this point because it looks like there was a big fucking wound on the top of her nose. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping that we'd see her with the pad on her face for a good portion of the movie, but I don't think she ever used it. She just kind of opened it and was like, ew. And then that was the end of it. Yeah. She sure did it like ever gave her a used pad, Yeah, which... Uh, this is why I don't like Mean Girls in horror films. <laughs> they make no sense. I mean, it is kind of like a weird thing, but at the same time, it's not like it's, like you said, it's not like it's used. Yeah, and I mean... It wasn't like it was open and just sliding around on the floor or something. It, it was at least new. Yeah, I mean, take what you can get, even if it did slide on the floor a little bit, and, like stop your bleeding. Yeah. And I mean, they use tampons. They used to use tampons for bullet wounds. Well, I've seen like bloody nose and people put a tampon in their nostril. So I feel, I mean, that's a movie thing too. Yeah. <laughs> seen it a couple of times. And that's what I didn't mean. Like I've actually seen people do it. I mean, I've seen it in the movie, but anyway. But anyway, so bus, bus has crashed. They're stranded in a forest. Uh-huh. Um, they're sitting around because they have no idea what to do for a moment. A radio, an emergency radio broadcast suddenly comes on saying that there has been a chemical attack. Yep. And the bus driver or Mr. Lawrence immediately shuts it off. Yeah, the teacher tells him to turn it off, which I'm thinking if suddenly that's coming on the radio, you don't turn that off. That could be something that would have some vital information. Well, Mr. L Mr. Lorenzo knows best. Whatever. He, he, <laughs> he decides that he's the smart one. And when suddenly some random person that's got blood covered hands shows up knocking on the bus door, the first thing you should do is open it up. Well, of course, because they could have ran him over because that would oh, that would explain the blood splatter across the windshield. But if they would have run him over and that was the reason for the blood splatter, he wouldn't be walking and knocking at the door. Details. True. It's the movie magic part. It's, the mo it's the, definitely the mo movie magic. Yeah. Well, the med they op Mr. Lawrence opens the door and is trying to not catch a case. And gets 
a good chunk of his face bitten off. Not face, neck. Even well, it better. It looked like it was um, like a, like cheek, ear level, and it just went down to down his face to his neck. I feel like it was upper neck and then like down, but who knows know. at this point? Either way, it was skin being bitten off, and that's not a good thing. Oh, well, at this point, Mr. Lawrence is... Mr. Wow, Mr. Lawrence. Why do they name him Mr. Lorenzo? That's such a... Oh, uh, no. I, I, like I said, asshole teacher. Yeah, asshole teacher, but I keep thinking he's a Mr. He looks like a Mr. Lawrence. I don't know. I don't know. But um, anyway, I'm horrible so... with names. I usually just give people horrible, stupid nicknames anyway. I have to be able to tell people who's who. Well, see, that's why we established that in the beginning. And then I just try and use the same nickname for everybody. Or for that, that person the rest of the time. <laughs> well, anyway, Mr. Lorenzo is has kicked the bucket, so to speak. Yeah, he is um, out of the picture. Yes, and um, like any Well, actually, person- before that even, before he got his face bitten off, asshole jock is like, I think we kind of need to, and they start heading to the back door emergency exit of the bus yes danny and hunt are just like um that's sketchy and like true sane people actually at this point Uh they start going to the back of the bus yeah and then the teacher gets his face or neck or whatever he gets attacked and everybody else starts freaking out and heading towards the back door as well Yep. While doing that, though, they trample candace yep i mean panic sets in and it's fairly common so Candace gets trampled. Um, the camera mostly follows Ever from this point. Yeah. Basically, Ever tries to run. Here's Candace screaming for help. Goes kind of in motion to help her. She does try and help her, yeah. And then Candace gets pulled away. Because, yep. you know, movie. And the whole Horror time, movie. there's this dude just sitting in the seat right next to her watching as it's going on it's like dude you could have done something to help or if you would if he was in the back seat too so he could have just gone over the back of that seat and been out the door Mm -hmm. but instead he just sits there and watches everything go down i mean some people have a flight flight or fight response and then there's some people who have a freeze response yeah they are now scattered in the woods yes uh trying to find each other they end up regrouping and hearing a bunch of noises that are freaking them the fuck out. So they start running. Yeah. So the group is Ever, Tamara, Randall, Stephen, Danny, Hunter, and JC at this point. Yes. Um, they all. You take to- far better notes than I do. I also have a page open up, so I have their names listed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a good semi-research research buddy. Which is interesting because we didn't do any research beforehand we just started watching it so you're like doing your research and taking your notes and watching the movie i'm just trying to watch the movie and not forget shit mm-hmm. this is what this is so, why he's doing that and i'm doing this so i can keep track of names and whatever other details i need to keep track of and which Grimm explains take- why i can't remember any of the names and you know them all because you'd actually like pay attention and do something um i actually wouldn't need the list i actually do remember their names because i was very much trying to find who was who while this movie yeah, was going on i noticed that but anyway um they end up escaping to the woods and end up fighting an aban- abandoned building to find shelter and- well, yeah because they decide well let's go this way there's a house over there mm-hmm. so they go that way and it turns out that that's not a place they want to be no this is where the horse comes in isn't it danny falls into yeah, he goes through a doorway and slips and falls into the innards of the horse. Of a gutted horse. Yeah. 
which again i don't know why the horse is needed but anyway it does send a message though well i mean if there's zombies out there then they would get hungry so like i said it just kind of helps build that scenario mm-hmm. from there danny's freaking out hunt we find out hunt doesn't have a hearty stomach nope and everyone else is outside for some reason. Yeah, they don't go in. JC goes to, to I don't know if she went to help or see what was going on or whatever. She looks and sees him trying to stand back up as he keeps slipping in the blood. And she's like, okay, fuck that. And turns around and walks away. Like any girl should. Yeah. Like any gal should. Um, they continue, I think, I believe they continue walking around until they find more of the building. Well, they are, um, they're still hearing noises. And they're in the woods still trying to figure out which way to go. And Randall is like, oh, I think we should go left. And it's like, well, why should we go left? Is like, because that's the only direction the scary noises aren't coming from. Which is sound logic. Yes. So they go left and find a big building that they can go into that's got some amazing graffiti on it. Insane graffiti. Yeah. I'm wondering if it was like an already abandoned building or if they painted that area themselves. Well, I think it was probably already abandoned. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Well, okay. I'm trying to figure out how much of this movie do I say now because we do get some answers to that. Did we? Yes. I thought they painted it inside, but not outside. I don't know. I don't know if they painted the outside or not. Oh crap! I'm not, whatever. I'll never know now unless I go back and watch it. Well, they. I don't think I know because there was like a diorama of it, and the outside was painted. But I don't know if they just painted the diorama to match what was on the outside or if they painted the outside as well. Who knows at this point? But anyway, um, yeah, so they find the building, they go in and immediately, well, they immediately start arguing because, you know, you can't have a group of teens in a horror film and not have them argue. True. And, you know, I think we should probably say, too, that right when the movie started, both of us were kind of like, okay, so this is like standard horror movie. You're just going to be introduced to a bunch of teenage characters that you don't like and all you're doing is rooting for them to die. Yes. So that's the kind of situation we're in is we're already wanting pretty much everyone dead. Even the main girl, even the girl who we thought was going to be the last standing girl. Yeah, the final girl was rather annoying. She was very contradictory. Yeah. But that comes in a little bit. They immediately split up, which is always a good thing to do in horror films. Mm -hmm. Splitting up is, guys, if you're ever out there alone and scared in a horrible place, you split up. But if you're alone, how are you splitting up? You're alone. Oh, that's true. If you're with someone, you split up. Yeah, it's better to be alone than... You know, that whole safety and numbers thing, so it's just a joke. Oh, no, that's just so wrong. That That is dated advice. Well, I think the safety and numbers thing is kind of one of those rumors that the killer started. It's like, yeah. let's just make them think that they're safer that way. So yeah, that way we like, don't have to work as hard. They're all in one spot. It's easier to get them all at once. Yeah, it's, date, it's dated. Yeah. It's dated advice. Exactly. Very dated. You know, that's that's old horror films. Yeah. Not the newer, newer no. generation. But yeah, so they, <laughs> they're they looking around for things to barricade the building. Uh-huh. There's little tinsy different conversations throughout the through each group and different pairings. Yep. And at one point, somebody finds a spear. Yes. Which is really the best weapon they found so far. Mm-hmm. Um, they find a snowshoe. Yes. And they find a weird, weird altar place, too. Yes. With a bunch of animal heads. Which was never really addressed. They just kind of looked at it and went, huh. Yeah. Which I mean, I they did say it. the place is creepy. Yeah, but they they really did kind of look at it and go, huh. Yeah. 
which wouldn't have been my response. I would have been like, we just walked into the killer's house. Yeah. They walked into a killer's house. Yeah. But yeah. So they find things to barricade. Once they barricaded the building, they hear someone screaming for help. Yep. And we find out pretty quick that it's Candace. Which, how the girl's alive is beyond me and Grimm. Yeah, and it was like, okay, so, so far it's looking like a zombie movie. So does that mean that she has turned and these are smart zombies and she is calling them out to trick them? Does that mean that the zombies are using her as bait? What's going on here? But either way, she is by herself, clearly injured and calling screaming. for help. Yeah, screaming at the top of her lungs. Yes. Um ever is the only one who wants to call out to her to help her yeah she wants to go out and help her and they're not letting her go outside to help her and she's like well we we have to do something and they keep stopping her so eventually well no she she is about to and was it randall that grabs her and pulls her down and and stops her because the zombie popped up right in front of the window and you're like how did he even hear that no, that was Steven, and I was like, maybe, I was like, how did he even hear that? I guess he developed superhuman hearing at once. I mean, if you're panicking, sometimes you do have superhuman senses. Yeah, and there could have been so much other stuff going on that it's like, okay, maybe he saw something or heard something, or it's just kind of like he was thinking, this is a trap. Stay down and wait and see what happens. There's yeah. a number of things that it could have been. Could have been a number of things. She's about to scream. He pulls her down and gets her to shut up and a zombie pops up in front of the window, starts walking by and everybody's now freaking out and trying to stay quiet. And Ever is chastising them for not going to help um, Candace. Yeah, until she finally just busts out the boards that are blocking the window and yells to her to run towards them. My behind would have been pissed. Yeah, I think everybody in that room at that point had reason to just throw her out to the zombies. If this was Last of Us, Walking Dead, any other zombie film, she would have been thrown out. All of us are dead would have had an interesting way to deal with her. Oh, she she wouldn't have made it in Last of Us. Well, I don't know about Last of Us. I haven't seen that. I'm just, I mean, just talking God, about All of it. Us Are Dead. Yeah, All of Us Are Dead. She wouldn't have lasted through that. No. Someone would have definitely tripped her. Yeah, she, she would have been zombie food. Like, almost immediately. If nothing else, she would have been like the one that was hiding in the storeroom, in that music room or whatever, where all the food was. She might have been like that for a while until she ended up getting eaten. Yeah, at the point that I was at with her, I was just like, man, just throw her outside. Yeah. And at this point, you were done with her. Oh, I stayed done with her for most of the film. (laughs) I wasn't too impressed by her at all. (laughs) No, I, for me, it turned around once she got back to the bus. Mm -hmm. But up until that point, it was still kind of like, fuck, bitch, just shut up. Wasn't even also that, like, even that, I'm like, okay, cliche, girl who's like the last girl wants to save someone and be... Because that's usually how they are. Like, usually some of them are like, I want to help someone. Like, it's that kind of savior complex. But like, no, I just, I was so done with the complaining. I was. (laughs) Like, I was done with the complaining. Like, she would chide and um, lecture the others, but then did some of the same things. Well, like, when she does this and yells out to Candace to go towards them, zombie ends up getting Candace and smashing her face into the concrete repeatedly. Another zombie, and this was the bus driver, he breaks through the door. At this point, it's like, these zombies are fucking strong. They're just like punching a door and having it fly off the hinges. I mean, they're 
they're fucking shit up. Yeah. But they actually throw Candace through the door and knock it down using her body. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well, them getting in is your fault. You alerted them to your presence. Mm-hmm. So now all these doors that you barricaded, so what? You just told them where you were and now they're inside. To save a girl who basically has no chance. Yeah. Like if it was clear that you could go help her, like she was like right near the door and you could open the door. I understand that a bit. It's like if you have the ability to help someone like that, yes. But if it's at the detriment to yourself, no. Yeah. Or the group. Yeah, to the detriment of others. I mean, if it was like, okay, can save her. Like if it's a sacrifice yourself to save someone else. But yet everybody else is still going to live. That's different. Mm-hmm. But, but if you're was, sacrificing everyone else, if I speak else, up, everyone could die. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was super annoying. But um, yeah. so they're discovered. There's a big chase scene with the two zombies. Yep. And this is when they end up in the blacklight room, right? Yeah. So they end up finding a room, or I believe Randall finds a room, or something like that. Well, yeah, it's Randall. I mean, he is the zombie expert. Yeah. So Randall finds the room. It's a dark room. They go in. And barricade the door. Yeah. And he's saying to look for a light and ever just happens to find it and turns it on. And it's kind of like a black light and shit's written all on the walls in a bunch of neon colors that looked like it was done. They probably busted open a bunch of glow sticks and wrote it with the glow stick juice because there were glow sticks scattered on the ground. Isn't that dangerous? What? Cracking open glow sticks? I mean, as long as you don't drink it. Oh, But there's also a bunch of paint cans and stuff, too. But this whole place is painted, so... It's painted to say welcome almost everywhere. Yeah. At one point, I thought it it said alone, but that was me not being able to see the whole thing. They are in there freaking out, and the zombies manage to bust the door down. I also forget Ryan shows up. Oh, yeah. So while they're in there... Ryan just kind of pops up out of nowhere and it's like he shows up and is like how the fuck did he get there and then they ask him how how did you get here and he's like I don't know I mean blind panic so he's basically me blind panic I have no idea how I got here I left everyone else I left everyone else yeah what happened where am I yeah he's like I don't know him and Danny have a confrontation that is not explained yeah he calls him Daniel and Danny's like, don't call me that. And I was thinking, is this another like Richard Richard bullshit thing? But no, it's just he doesn't want to be called Daniel. And he really doesn't like Ryan. Yeah, for some reason that. For some reason. We, I guess, eventually get an answer to both of those, sort of. At the very end. Yeah. Like very, very end. Yeah. But yeah, so after they find Ryan, then the zombies break through. Yeah. So then they're trying to figure out where to go. And I think there was zombies trying to come through the other end of the room too yeah so they're freaking out and there's like plastic sheeting or some kind of sheets hanging all over the place so they're moving those out of the way trying to find doors and all this shit and randall happens to find a panel that is covering a hole in the wall so Mm -hmm. he knocks that down and they start going through there and hunter's like fuck this and he steps up and decides he's going to go down fighting. He decides he's going to punch some zombies. Yes. And it becomes a boxing match between him and the zombies for a bit. Which and asshole Jock well. decides he's got to go and help. Well, that's his friend. Yeah. And it's the first time that we see him do anything admirable in the in the movies. Yeah, because I really thought 
when um, Hunt was calling for him that he was just going to leave him. Yeah. It looked like that's kind of how it would be by how he is through the movie so far. Yeah. But this is the most admirable thing he's done in the movie. And he runs back for his friend yep. and helps him take care of some zombies as well before he gets, yeah. before Hunt gets um, dragged off. away. Yeah. But while they're still trying to get away, Ryan and Ever are the last ones to go through and he's telling her, no, you go first. And my mind is like, is he telling her you go first? Because he knows that is a small hole and I am a fat man. I am not going to fit. Uh, Ever decides to shove him, make him fit. Yeah. Well, he, she insists that he goes first. So he goes in and gets stuck mm-hmm. and gets a very large, I don't know if it was metal or wood or glass or something very sharp. Gets that kind of in his gut. It looked like a deep wound, but movie magic. And then she's like, well, you need to keep going. You can't just stay there. So she backs up and charges and jumps at him to kind of knock him through the hole, which rips that thing right through him, like right across his gut. Which makes it so much worse for him. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he had to get through. Yep. She made him fit. Yep. And then she gets through and one of the zombies who was one of the girls that was on the bus with them goes through after and is drugged back by Danny. Who then goes through the hole himself. So now he has tried to save Hunter and he has saved Ever. But it's not clear. Did he save Ever or did he just move the zombie out of the way so he could save himself? I mean, the next scene kind of, it doesn't answer it, but maybe you can infer. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot more arguing. Oh, there's a lot more arguing. Fingers are being pointed basically by Ever. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you're an ass. Why are you doing this? And blaming a lot of other people. And it's like, bitch, if you would have just kept your mouth shut, they wouldn't have known where we were. Yeah, because she yells at Danny for for something. Danny's just like, get away from me, you, like bat, you yeah. bad luck of a person. Yeah. Which I, I would almost agree with them in that moment. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, we are literally running for our fucking lives because of you. Yeah. We could have just said quiet. I know you wanted to say that, girl, but there's nothing we could do. Come on. And this is when I believe it was Randall that said, this is not accident. They were after us. And they start noticing all these mannequins around the room that are dressed like them. Actually, it wasn't Randall. It was um, Danny. He's freaking out and he sees a mannequin of himself and Hunt. I thought I thought somebody had said something about that and then he saw the mannequin. Um, no, I don't know. Dan- Danny's having a mental... F- fucking breakdown at the loss of his friend and sees the mannequin and he's freaking the fuck out and then we have the whole scene where everyone's looking at a mannequin that looks like themselves besides ryan yeah and it makes me wonder if he was supposed to be there i believe he wasn't because there's mannequins of everybody else in that group except for him yes like even ever who apparently is not that popular no and i thought it was kind of interesting though because Looking at Ryan and looking at the bus driver, it's like, okay, the bus driver is Ryan in 20 years. Maybe. And just size-wise and everything else, it's like, I could see that. It's like, that's him in like 20 or 30 years. And they're looking at all these mannequins, and I, I said, well, where's his? And then as I say that, the bus driver breaks in. So it's like, yeah. well, there's Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because Ryan was looking for his. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is where it was interesting because I... 
Wayne attacks, which is the driver, and then everyone like I think it was JC, Tamara, and um or ooh is it I think it was Ever Steven JC. Um Ever well, Ever picked up an arm and, and there was, was two others hit, hit him with it. A couple others picked up things and Randall hits him over the back of the head with something that just shatters and then yeah, just wails on him with like an axe handle or some shit. I mean, it's always the quieter, weirder guys. Yeah, who have unrepressed rage, and and we don't see it. We just see the blood splattering from yeah. it, but we don't see what he's doing. Yeah, we see the blood spl- splattering from it, and he's looking really pissed. Oh yeah, and ever it's like he's taking out some rage. Unfortunately, ever it's like most of the blood splashed on her, which, amazingly enough, there wasn't much splashed on him. It was basically all ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So after that, it goes quiet and Danny is freaking out still. He, and he starts to act a bit funny at this point, too. Yeah, he gets a lot more aggressive, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot. Um, he, and not only that, but he he's starting to look like he's not feeling too well. His mannerisms are starting to get a little different. Yeah, he's, he looks like he's partially can't control his fury, but also having the worst anxiety attack of his life. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, you're watching a zombie movie, so it's okay. Well, he's infected. He's yeah. starting to turn. That's that's what's going on right now. At least but in it, our minds, that's what's going on. It's like, okay, yeah, he's starting to turn. Well, interestingly enough, he doesn't, when he pulls up his shirt, it looks like a, that he was stabbed by something. And that's what he says. Yeah. I was stabbed by something. Well, he says they injected me with something and he lifts mm-hmm. up his shirt and you see um, like the black lines, like like it's spreading through the veins or something. It's it's just like a spider web going out from the injection point. Yeah. So from there, Danny's leaving to go save Hunt because, you know, Hunt is savable at this point. Yeah. After disappearing in a horde of zombies. Yeah. Well, I mean, zombies don't kill people. You know that, right? Really? Yeah. That must be a new people. thing. Huh? Yeah. That. Walking Dead ruined the whole zombie killing people. So since then, zombies are like, look, we need to have a meeting. No more killing. We're just going to capture them and have a conference. And maybe we can decide, make them decide to join us. And if not, we'll just keep them around for slave labor. Ah, yeah. I didn't know we had the update. The only yeah. update that I heard was werewolves are saying they don't transform under a full moon. Well, yeah, but I think that kind of was the same time as they decided that vampires were going to sparkle and people have said no that's not the way things happen huh yeah interesting yeah so hunt is just captured so yeah, he's, he's, he needs captured. to be saved yes so then um <laughs> <laughs> danny is thoroughly freaking out and transforming into a zombie near a window mm-hmm. a stained glass window i believe yes it was everyone is trying to calm him down because at this point um yeah Let's talk with words. Yeah. You know, it'll totally convince a guy transforming into a zombie. Yeah, I mean, words help. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helped in the situation yeah. because, you know, what happens next is um, Wayne is back. Yeah. Surprisingly, he's not dead. And tackles Danny through the window and outside, which they're on the second floor, I believe, or a floor of some kind. Yeah, I don't know if it's a second floor or a third floor. I know somebody says yeah, he just fell off the roof, which that's not true. No, that's not true at all. Yeah. But um, then you look out the window and he is kind of looking dead. Um, Him and Wayne are looking kind of dead. Yeah, like limbs in positions they shouldn't be in and all that good shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they fell off whatever story they fell off and crunched to the ground. Yeah. 
and they kind of just stand there looking and then suddenly Danny gets up in a very odd way. One would say that he contorted yeah. his that, body. That's probably a better way to say it than odd. <laughs> yes, he contorted his body yeah. and like the grudge runs off. Contorts like the grudge and runs off Yeah, into the sunset to who knows where. It kind of reminded me of when in Train to Busan, when they, they would get up off the ground and just the weird um, like skip frame type jerky motion and then the weird positioning with the crunching noises and yeah didn't that happen in all oh, what was all of us are dead too probably yeah i think so yeah because i remember we were watching one scene with the girl who was patient zero yeah. who contorted her body in such a way that we were like is that the actual actress because holy shit yeah but um, anyway. so yeah danny's gone like mm-hmm. out in the wilds yep ever is completely done with the group and randall because everything is randall's fault yeah. obviously I mean, so far, he has managed to get them into the house that's got the dead horse. He managed to get them into this building. He's managed to find the hole in the wall in the, the black light room. He, he's finding all the this, this stuff. Yes. He, he knows where to go. Yeah, it's all very convenient. Yeah. But also, she's blaming him for like the whole, also for the whole screaming thing that she did, and which resulted in people dying. Yeah, it's kind of a everything's your fault moment. It's kind of like if you had not led us to this house, I wouldn't have screamed out for Candace. Yeah, it's like she's trying to gaslight him. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, gaslighting aside, <laughs> ever ever leaving. Yeah, we had enough gaslighting in unknown visitor. Yes, and also um, ever trying to go with her plan of lighting a distraction and getting the phones that are in the bus yeah she decides to go to the bus and try and contact and maybe the bus will start or whatever and everybody's like or not everybody randall's like no we need to stay here we'll barricade ourselves in and stay here and she's like we have no food we have no water we're sitting ducks if we do that which i can see her point Oh, I can agree. I'm kind of on her side in this. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with you on that. But there's so many better ways of going about that. Yeah. But she decides she's done with the group. She's going to do it anyway. She finds a bunch of spray cans, like the spray paint cans, straps them together, takes a lighter, lights a piece of her shirt that she's tied around the cans, throws them out the window into a van, and it immediately bursts into flames. Yep, it explodes. Yep, and attracts all the zombies because now they're thinking barbecue. I mean, bonfire. Well, yeah, that's probably true. What's better than a bonfire? Barbecue. True. (laughs) Barbecue's got better food than bonfire. (laughs) The zombies are attracted to the bonfire slash barbecue like moths (laughs) to a flame. That's probably a better way to say it. I don't know if it's before or after the flaming car, but I know Tamara tries to stop her from leaving it's after because she throws it and then goes to leave and Tamara's like no don't do this and they have that little argument about like supposed to be friends supposed to have my back but you don't so just back the fuck off i'm going my own way the frivolous argument of we need to work together but leave me alone yeah i think it was kind of like look we're we're supposed to be friends we need to work together but since you've already decided you're not going to do this and you're on their side instead of mine, then leave me alone. I'm going to do my own thing. Well, it was interesting because it's more particularly she was like, since you aligned yourself with the jocks. And I was like, that is so not what we need right now. Not what you need to complain about. But that was part of the conversation they had in the car in the beginning. Yeah. Like 
if she had said like oh you're lining yourself with randall and not listening to me i would have been like yeah yeah no you bring up very good points but like bring up the jocks i'm like well two jocks are dead so yeah. there's only one girl left who is at this point just a girl yeah there's really nothing special about her other than the fact that she's got a busted nose yeah so it's just like to be to bring up that kind of portrayal is kind of just too dumb to me yeah at but the point that it was at she goes to leave and somebody decides to go with her it is steven yep the nice guy yeah um and he, he did seem nice he did seem like he cared yeah i mean they have a heart to heart because mm -hmm. ever once they get to the bus ever finds out that all the phones have been destroyed yes and it's clear by looking at them these phones didn't just happen to get destroyed in the crash they were crushed Yes, Somebody took the time to make sure the phones were destroyed. Yeah. And yeah. she was super upset saying that she's nothing. Like, why did she even come up with anything when she hasn't done anything to prove that she can do it? Yeah. Steven comforts her. They have a very awkward moment where Everett's like, is this where you kissed me? Yeah. Giving him. Very awkward moment. Giving him what I assume is a very first try at a smolder, maybe. Well, it's like she said that, and I can't remember what he said, but then like she closes her eyes and leans forward kind of slow in a very awkward way. And it's like, okay, she doesn't know what she's doing. And he kind of comes up with an excuse not to because he has, he stinks. He's fallen in mud and all this other shit. And they leave off on the awkward, yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, no. Well, no, he, um, he says that, and then she's like, well, yeah, I threw up yeah so then it becomes oh well i guess it's okay then and then they're about to and she sees in the mirror a reflection of the lights on the radio and realizes the radio still works oh, so yeah. she's like what no and now he's like well what the fuck i thought we were going to and she's like oh no the radio's working so they go to yeah. check that out and she figures out that the emergency message that we heard earlier was actually just on a tape cassette yep so the message is on a cassette tape it's not real somebody set the whole thing up and suddenly she's being injected by mr nice guy with a drug to knock her out because she's too smart yes with an unknown drug yes a very um a very bright glowy green kind of um reanimator-esque looking drug yeah that thing looked like it would start a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but now she is drugged and completely incapacitated. And we now find out what's really going on. Yeah, through a drug-induced high. That's the only way I can describe it. Well, she's hearing things and getting some weird drug-induced flashes as well. Yes. But um, Randall shows up and starts yes. talking to him about what the fuck. I guess now we're going to have to kill her. Well, through the drug-induced haze, we find out that Randall wants to do a sort of scared straight scheme. Yeah, they're going to do scared straight in order to make bullies no longer bullies. Yeah, to make the popular people no longer bullies. Yeah. Um. So they come up with this crazy scheme with a really weird guy who's named Chip, who is crazy. Oh, yeah. Because he actually tore... Because he wasn't a zombie, and he was the zombie that was in the bus earlier. Yeah, so the guy that bit off part of Asshole Teacher was actually just some dude in a mask. Who actually chewed the teacher's neck. Yeah, it's like, you weren't supposed to do that. And it's like, yeah, heat of the moment. That's basically because he what got it was. Because he got into character. Yeah. He was trying to get into character. 
He's a method actor. I hate that term so much. <laughs> I hate method acting. So, yeah, he does that. There's more conversation. We get a about four to five weeks ago flashback, flashback of them planning the whole thing mm-hmm. with scenes of Randall painting the diorama and painting the walls at this building. Painting a wall at this building. Yeah. But yeah, he's doing the paintings there. And like I said, it, it lays out what this whole plan is. Yeah, it lays out what the whole plan is. And as Ever is hearing all this, she's through her drug-induced haste, she also hallucinates the teacher talking to her, which... Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, she... The dead teacher is talking to her being... And antagonizing her, being like, are you just going to sit there? Yeah. Randall and Steven eventually leave with Randall saying to Steven, like, if you don't go with this, you're going down with us. Yeah, and they have no choice but to kill her now because she knows. Mm-hmm. Because she's too smart. So they leave her there alone with crazy dude that's been in jail twice, but has been rehabilitated. So it's okay. Even though he's doing some fucked up shit now, he's okay because he was re- rehabilitated. And bought the fucked up shit. Oh. And he has a very Freddy Krueger-esque glove that instead of knives, it's hypodermic needles with the glowy, glowy drug. With the glowy drug that is causing everyone to actually not be zombies, but act erratically. Yes, very aggressive. And we'll listen to whatever... Very aggressive and easily controlled. Yes. Yeah, very suggestible. Which is so weird. That's such a never-gonna-happen combination, really. Yeah, it is kind of a weird... It's like, yeah, they're very aggressive. They'll just attack like animals, yet you can easily just say, go do this. Which is totally the absolute opposite of those two things yeah each other so who knows movie magic yep so from there um ever is on the ground she can't move well no she's starting to to crawl a little and he decides he needs to listen to some music and have a cigarette but he can't Mm -hmm. get the cigarette out so he has to take the glove off he puts a cassette in the radio she starts to crawl away i thought it was a pepsi he was trying to drink a Pepsi. Yeah, he was trying to open it. Like, I don't know if it was a Pepsi or a beer can or whatever. He was trying to open a, a can and he couldn't do it. So he took the glove off. But she's trying to crawl away. And you're like, can he not hear her? And it's like, well, the radio is right next to his head. So probably not. But at that point, he sees her reflection in the rearview mirror and decides maybe I should go after her. Yeah. And that was a big mistake on his part. Yeah, because ever beats the ever-loving crap out of him. With a boombox. Yes. Blunt force trauma is a very... Reoccurring thing in this movie. Well-loved reoccurring theme in this movie. I believe while that was happening, while she was smashing some guy's head in with a boombox, Randall and Steven check the caged zombies. Yes, because part of the story, we find out that everybody is now in a cage. Yep. And Steven's like, what do you mean a cage? And get back to the building and all the people that we thought had been killed on the bus or in between the bus accident and now are actually just trapped in a cage. Which I'm sitting here Including somehow asshole jock. Candace and Annie. Yes. Which I was shocked by because I was like, how How are are those two? You would think they would have, I don't know, died with Danny falling possibly two stories onto his face yep and candace having her her face smashed in on the concrete two times well her face smashed in by in the bus by people running over her yeah and smashed 
her face. Well, yeah, but she was trampled. But then later she was walking around calling for help. So that one is like, okay, maybe she wasn't trampled to death. She just had people walking on her because there wasn't a lot of people. So still enough to really injure you. Pain. Yeah, she would have been in pain and she would have been injured. That not, that's not the same as dead. So that one I can forgive, but the repeated face smashing into the concrete, especially that hard, I have a have a harder time forgiving that one. Yes. So Randall's plan with the cage zombies, he plans on convincing the other survivors in very bold quotation marks to basically kill, take revenge on the zombies because the zombies killed their classmates, which, you know, Uh their classmates, which is, you know, enough to like kill the zombies because you have to avenge your classmates. Yeah. So they're going to inject everybody in there. Randall is going to go and tell tell them, look, we, we've got them cornered. Let's take them out. While Stephen patiently waits for just the right moment to open the door. But while Randall heads out of that room, Tamara shows up and is like, well, where were you? So now he has to break the news to her that Everett is dead. Everett's dead. It's a zombie's fault. Hey, we should get revenge. Yep. We should become the heroes of our own story. Yes. Which, goddamn, he didn't really think it true. Even if he, if they killed them, right? Or accidentally killed them at this point, which, I mean, Blunt Force Trauma has not killed Danny yet, so I, I am fully in belief that he's immortal. Okay. But if they did beat the shit out of them to death, the police are still going to investigate their bodies. Mm-hmm. They're not going to believe a story of a teenagers who are just like, they were zombies. Well, yeah, but then it could have been, we thought they were zombies, but they were so drugged out of their minds and they were attacking us. It was still self-defense. Even then. But yet, that's not what goes on. So it doesn't really matter, I guess. True. But Um, yeah. But we did forget also that they have a bag stashed of actual weapons. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like, they could have actually killed someone. Yes. Instead of being scared straight. Well, yeah. But throughout this, I mean, we find out about the bag of weapons while they were in the bus, and Stephen didn't even know about the bag of weapons. No, Stephen was So it's like, okay, so the dude that now has had his face smashed in by the boombox and Randall are the only ones that knew about the actual weapons. So I'm thinking there was never a point when it was just a scared straight. There was always a time when he was planning on actual killing. Jeez. I mean, black hoodie, we're black hoodie guy. Oh my <laughs> God. Black hoodie guy. Goodness gravy. I always forget those tropes. It's always a black hoodie guy who's well, remember, I, like I said, for with Promare, black hat. Yeah. 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 Well, back to our, <laughs> back to the actual subject. Um, Ever makes it on time. Well, Tamara goes to get everybody else, and now they're all yeah. gathered, and they start to hand out the weapons, and like, where did these come from? And the dude's like, don't ask, just accept it. You know, yeah, don't ask questions on how I got this giant ass fake sword. Well, he's handing out like crowbars and cricket bats and all these things and pulls out this big ass sword for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so on the count of three, I'm going to open this door and just everybody attack. Yeah. And he's doing one of the slowest three counts in movie history while Ever is hauling ass to try and get back. And she gets back just as Steven's opening the door, just in time to knock him to where the door closes back up instead of opening. And she's standing in front of the door as everybody's getting ready to attack. And Randall's like, she's infected, kill her too. And Ever makes a plea to Tamara. Which Danny also yells out like, hey, no, this is not 
us. It's him. Yeah, because Ever's like, they drugged us. That's not what's going on. This was their plan the whole time. They're not really zombies. And basically lays out the whole story to everybody else. And they're not believing it. And then Danny's like, no, she's telling the truth. Yeah. And Randall's Um, still like, no, she's still lying. Kill her. Steven even was like, she's going to kill me. And then she's like, Tamara, you're my best friend. Have my back. And knock his ass out. And Tamara just releases holy hell on Randall's head with his cricket bat. She hit the shit out of him. I was yeah, shocked. She knocked him across the room. I was just like, damn, how is he not dead? Yeah. I believe Stephen tries to attack. Yes, yeah, Stephen gets one of the needles, I believe, and is oh, yeah, going to attack to Ever. And that goes wrong, and he ends up in the cage. Ever pulls Danny out, Hunt goes out, and they close Steven in with the rest of the not-zombie zombies. Rightly so. And And then a fight begins between Ever and Randall. Yes. And she has no weapons. Randall has a sword. Mm -hmm. Until JC gives Ever a crowbar. So now it is sword versus crowbar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then she's still blocking him mm-hmm. and she doesn't, she blocks him and she ends up having an opening, Yep. which and, then, well, she, she gets fucked up a little. He gets fucked up a little. She eventually reaches into her bag and pulls out the glove and basically just grabs his face, injecting all of those needles and the glowy, glowy zombie potion into his head. Well, yeah. Doesn't Danny jump in the way though before that? Yes, he is going to, I think he's going to kill Tamara because Tamara has the cricket bat and he was going to hit, she was going to hit Randall. He's like, bitch, you ain't going to fuck with me. He swings a sword, chops a cricket bat, and then is about to kill her. Danny jumps in front and he gets slashed instead. Which again, Danny is immortal because I thought he was dead right there too. Yeah, he should have been dead a few times already. He should have been dead a lot of times already. Yeah. Yeah, so... (sighs) But now yeah, you're right. he's been injected in the face. He's all fucked up. He gets kicked down the stairs and all's good with the world for Until now. Until the menacing music plays. Yeah. And we get this shadow that's slowly coming up and this menacing music and this just evil groans. And it looks like and sounds like it should be something huge. Instead, it's just Rand- drugged up Randall. Yes, it's just drugged up Randall, which I mean. Still pretty scary. Looks pretty intimidating yeah. until you see ever still on the ground and... And she can't fight back at this point. Nope, but there's four other girls who can and have a uh-huh. vendetta against him. Oh, yeah. And it is not like everybody in the group is going to attack. It is just the women. It is just four girls. Yes. It's Tamara, JC, Candace, and one other girl. Yeah. The, and I don't know what her name is, but... They do name her and she's seen a couple times. She is she's the one that tried to crawl through the hole when Danny yanked her back to possibly save Ever. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, they beat the living shit out of him. Oh yeah. And as they're doing that, the guys are looking at it like, oh holy crap, oh my god, I can't believe this. I mean, and Danny's Ever like, is looking at it like this is the best thing I've ever seen. Well, Danny's like, asshole deserves it. Well, yeah. But they all had a look of shock and disbelief and just, this is just horrible. But Ever is like elated. Not Danny. He just looks like, fuck you, dude. Oh, no. Danny was still kind of like when they're showing the beating and everything, he's still Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. But yet he still kind of is like, yeah, fuck you. 
I think Doesn't he started he flip him off at some point too. Yeah, I think he starts out as like, oh my god, but then he's just like, no, rightly yeah. fucking deserves. Oh yeah. So yeah, no. Um. Oh, they actually don't name her. I think they they. I want to say they named her, but it it was kind of one of those where there's like a group of people and a bunch of names said, and you don't know which name belongs to her. Oh no. Okay. So I'm I'm looking at the cast list. Um, Juniper. Possibly. Probably. But they take Randall down, yep. and then ever finishes Easily. him off. Yeah, and then ever finishes him off, which she picks up his sword, and we're like, uh -huh. "Oh, is he? Is she gonna kill him?" Yeah, because he's laying on the ground. It's like, okay, is she gonna chop his head off or just stab him? Nope. She takes the the handle and knocks the shit out of him again. Yep. Which from there he actually passes off. You know, not all the other blood force trauma that he took. No. That that knocked him out. Yep. So from there we find out everyone's alive. Yep. We, so we see thought turned into the zombies. bus driver is now tied to the bus. And he's like, this day sucks. Danny is getting a free ride in a wheelchair. In a wheelbarrow. Yeah, sorry, in a wheelbarrow. We finally, oh, we totally forgot. It wasn't the girls who just beat the shit out of him. It was Ryan. Oh, yeah. Ryan went to town. He stepped up and just beat the living crap out of him. And he, and the girls even were like, oh, my God. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, and but he's just like, beats the living crap out of him, and then turns and just casually walks away. And that's when Ever goes and picks up the sword. Yes. And all is right with the world. Yeah, because the driver was tied up mm -hmm. because he was a part of it. Um, who else do we see? See all the kids. Yep. All the kids are still alive. Um, the driver's tied um, up. Randall's tied up. Randall's tied up. We don't see Steven. Douchebag zombie guy that started the whole thing that had his head bashed in with the radio is still alive. And he's tied to a tree. But they somehow managed to get the bus started and back up up this hill and are heading back. You know, movie magic. Yeah. Oh, we also find out and, the beef between oh, yeah. Ryan we and We find Danny. out why Ryan and Danny were at odds. He, he used to be a um, fat kid. Yeah. And they, they, they were they best friends met each other at, at fat, fat camp. camp. Yeah. And Danny lost the weight and became an asshole. Yep. And as they're heading back, we find out that... Even asshole teacher is still alive. Which now I'm like wondering, was he talking to her during that high? That's why when you said something about her hallucinating, it's like, well, maybe. Because he could like, have actually oh. been saying something and what he was saying was hallucination. Yeah. But he could have like, been trying have been to talk her, to her like, hey. at the time. And she was just too high to see, hear actually what it was he was saying. And plus thinking that he was dead, it kind of would help the not quite understanding what's going on factor. Yeah, so he's still alive, everybody's still alive, and go to credits. Yeah, and we didn't get the answer. Steven was alive until post-credits, post -credit. which we see uh, we see them sitting Randall in... Randall and Steven both sitting in what looks like prison jumpsuits. Yes, in an interrogation room. Yep. What Or what I perceived as a interrogation room. Well, that's what it looked like. Room. And then Randall's like, are you CIA or something? And no, she is PTA. PTA. And she's like, we have a job opportunity for you. How would you like to scare people straight? Yeah. So they want to do do this as a regular scared straight program. Sure. No one's going to die through that process. And then that's the end. Yep. Because no one's going to die through that scared straight process of pretending that people are zombies. No. Because remember, zombies don't kill. They just yep. capture. They just capture. Yeah. And horrifically mentally scar people for life. Oh, yeah, the therapy these kids are going to need is going to cost millions. At what point do you just, if you discovered that it was like a PTA, at what point do you just sue the school? 
Well, at this point, it wasn't the PTA behind it. No, it wasn't. But later, yeah. Yeah, no. I Randall and Stephen got the ending that I didn't think they deserved. Yeah. And this I movie, it's like, I kind of have mixed feelings on this movie. I mean, I thought it was a fun movie. It wasn't it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. And really at no point in time did we guess what was going on, or at least me, because I kept saying, okay, well, he's going to sacrifice himself for her. Or this is going to happen. None of that. I was wrong at every turn. <laughs> and that doesn't happen um, often with horror movies for me. No, it doesn't happen often. Well, we should have realized that it wasn't, wasn't going to go our our way since um it was horror comedy of all things well even then though it it's still it's like it's following all the tropes yet not yeah i mean it followed the tropes but it followed other tropes too yeah so it was a mish it was a decent dare i say good mishmash of horror tropes in a linear story um yeah there was the little four to five week ago flashback and then a four to five week later jump but yeah, it was basically yeah. a pretty linear story. They did it wasn't all over mix the place up to me. things quite a bit. Yeah. Um like I said, I think it was it was fun, but there was like there was so many things. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, there were so many things I was just sitting there almost like I'm at one point I was just like, I'm bored. <laughs> I am. And like I said, for me, once she got onto the bus, that's when as far as her character, that's when things started to turn around for me. And that's kind of once she was injected, that's when my interest in the story really peaked because it's yeah. like, okay, now we're into something good. And that's yeah, where things started to different. unfold and, and the characters started to get a little bit more interesting. And then the fight scenes at the end, everything just kind of picked up. But until then it was kind of a slog just, okay, now we got to yeah. get to this point. Now we got to do this. It was kind of a slog at the beginning and then it was exciting in the end, but then it's also like nothing I haven't seen before. Yeah. I mean, the, just- the action scenes throughout were like them getting hunted down and, and in the, like the black light room and then turning around and finding out that, oh, wait a minute, all these mannequins are dressed like us and all that shit. That was, was like, okay, wait a minute, what? That yeah. was some interesting twists. It was an interesting twist finding out that everything was a trick. That everything was a trick. But it's kind of like I was saying, like they get into that room and see that and it's like, wait a minute, what the fuck? So now you're thinking, wait, who is actually behind this? What is going on? It, this it was definitely a pre-planned thing. Yeah. And then I mean, later and you find out more of the story and it's like another interesting twist. Yeah. I, I kind of figured it was pre, pre-planned once they got to the mannequins in the room and as soon as Randall had his, um, as soon as Randall had his like moment of like, you guys need to follow what I say. I was like, this is, it's going to be him. I was expecting Randall. I wasn't expecting Steven. Yeah. I wasn't expecting Steven. That one actually threw me for a loop. Yeah. He, he was coming across more like the one that he was going to be like so madly in love with her that all he was trying to do was protect her. And in the end, he was going to sacrifice himself to save her life. That was the character yeah. that he was coming across as at that point. And yeah. no. No. I think for like a 2022 movie, I get the critiques on the age. Well, yeah. I get the critiques because at this point in age, movies have come so far and TV shows that you can find people who look more like high schoolers. Yeah. At this point. In the beginning, we even said with Ever, she, even if you take the whole earring thing out or just forget about the whole jacket thing her face she did not look like she was high school 
No. But then by the end, when now she's in more of like a, a relaxed rather than that just weird kind of stuffy jacket, it was more just like a, like, okay, now she looks like she's in street clothes thing, but yeah. just wearing a t-shirt and her hair is kind of, it's not really, I guess it's styled, but it's just like she ran her hands through it and it stayed sticking up type shit. Yeah. But just with the hair a little different and the clothes different, suddenly it's like, okay, now it's more believable that she's that age. Yeah, a little bit. It's still her face. It, it's actually everyone. It's actually the people who I didn't look at as like looking like kids. I was like, it's just their face. They just look too old. Well, I mean, Stephen, possibly Ryan, possibly a couple of them was like, yeah, I could see how it could still be high school. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with Ryan. Ryan looks a little bit too old to me, but well, I don't know. you're also talking to somebody that I was six foot in fourth grade. Yeah, I mean, I've always looked way older. So yeah. for that age and his size and everything, I can see how it's like, you know, what? yeah, it's still kind of he could be high school. I mean, funny enough, maybe in my brain, I'm just kind of like I've seen like high schoolers nowadays, like especially in like 2022. They're really small. Some of them. There's A still some pretty them. big ones, though. A lot of them. <laughs> like they're you can't mistake him baby face almost like that's always like something that you can always notice on like someone who's younger way younger than you like in high school maybe um, on, on some trust me there, there's there's still some that for the most part that's why i never get when people are just like you you're like 18 i'm like i do not have any ounce of that baby <laughs> chubby like that little like high schooler look on me yeah but even when you were in high school you didn't have that little chubby baby fat kind of looking face yeah but it's like most people still look pretty young but yeah no i mean that aside i mean honestly speaking i'd rather have good adult actors than not as great chill child actors yeah so, and or the acting in this actors. wasn't that bad no um it was over the top i kind of didn't like randall's acting but I just didn't like Randall too. So I mean. yeah, and I, I think it for this one, the characters that you don't like is more you don't like because the character rather than the way they acted the character. Yeah, at least for me, that's how it um, was. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, um, no, I think everyone played their roles well. Um, I kind of wish wish JC was a little bit more prominent because I kind of like that she kind of changed in the end, but there wasn't. It was a good chunk of like her just not talking at all. Like yeah. she talked a lot in the beginning and then like almost nothing towards the end. Well, I think that too kind of helped lead that lead into the whole tension between Ever and Tamra, mm -hmm. and Tamra going towards jc and that group because yeah. she kept saying oh yeah come with us and tamra would just leave ever and go with them mm -hmm. i have no critiques about their acting though i don't know why people are just like oh it's so weird their their lines are delivered weirdly it, it seemed fine to me yeah and the effects didn't seem bad the effects were wonky in some places well yeah but i mean i've seen much worse oh i've seen much, much worse, bigger but... budget movies than this for yeah. what it was it wasn't bad no it wasn't bad um there was some wonky though there was some wonky places there were some really wonky places like when i was looking at when um oh jc hit her nose that blood splatter was bad <laughs> i looked at that i was like mm. oh yeah it was it definitely had a cg blood flying look yeah, to so it. There, the the special effects makeup was really good oh yeah but yeah, no, it's, I think it's more of, it's nothing really special other than the twist. And even then my biggest like twist with like Steven. Yeah. 
that was like the biggest twist to me because Randall, it, it was pretty obvious. Stephen was the only one I was like, oh my God, what? Well, it's, I remember when like the tension really started between Randall and Ever and her wanting to do one thing and him wanting to do something else. And you were starting to question it. I was like, well, yeah, but remember, he's the one that has led them there. He's found everything. He's yeah. the one that's like, okay, go here, do this, do that. He found, he was the one that randomly ha- or magically happened to find the panel in that one room so they can escape. I mean, he's the one that keeps coming up with this stuff. Oh, so yeah. every step of the way, he has brought them into this yeah i was more complaining about ever because i just didn't her character annoyed me at that point <laughs> yeah i had a sneaking suspicion was randall because like the convenience of it but i was just kind of like eh. if it is i'm not shocked so what Steven, was a standout but, moment for you um so funny because it's nothing that anyone would expect but i love the line what in the uppercase fuck is that yeah and that was the best I, I line. I knew in the movie. that's what you were gonna say because throughout the whole movie, you're like, "Oh," okay. and then that was said, and you just busted up. And it's like, the, "I love that." For a horror comedy, I was a little bit bored. It's unfortunate. I was a little bit bored, but like that—that that line. If I ever have a chance to say that, that line <laughs> will be used in real life. Huh. What about you, Grim? Um, I don't know because there's there's a lot of things. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool or that's interesting, but there was really nothing that grabbed me. It's like, wow, and not even except for when they got into the room and the initial like, holy shit, all these mannequins are them. Yeah. And then Ever's mannequin just said nothing across the face. Yeah, that was pretty heinous. But that was... all of them had very specific mannequins and her saying nothing and just that scene. I mean, how it ended up and knowing that, yeah, it was all planned and everything, it changes the way you see it later. Mm-hmm. But just the initial, when you first see it reaction, it was kind of like, holy fuck, this is not what we thought. And that's the first time that it really yeah. turns into this is not the zombie movie we thought it was. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, that was a... Yeah, it was good to like see like the twist of like, hey, it's not a zombie film. It's just drugs. Yeah, it's just a crazy high schooler plus a crazy ex prisoner mm-hmm. <laughs> and drugs. Yeah, but um, yeah, nothing, nothing really stood out to me other than those two things. <laughs> and Stephen, Stephen, Stephen stood out when he revealed that he was a bad guy. Yeah, but yeah, I think. That or when Randall's like, yeah, you're in no condition to fight me. And she's like, well, I'm not, but they are. And you see the four women just stand there like ultimate badasses, poised and ready to fight. And Tamara takes off her jacket and drops her weapons like, fuck this. I'm punching this motherfucker. Fuck the weapons. I'm going hand to hand with this bitch. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool. That was pretty funny. Yeah, would would this go on your recommendation list? I think it kind of would. It's it's not like a real good one. It's more like a fun movie. To this is another. It's a fun movie to watch with friends. Mm-hmm. It's not something you're just like, oh, I want to watch a movie, and you sit and you put this on. This is one that you sit and watch with friends. Yeah, I couldn't recommend it. Recommend this to some people because if I get bored in the middle of a movie, well, it's also I can't a movie that. That when you sit and watch it, you don't really need to sit and watch. You can kind of just halfway pay attention to a lot of it to begin with. Yeah, it can be watched with people, but like I can't really put it on my recommendation list because like I enjoyed parts, but as a movie as a whole, I didn't enjoy it as a whole. I can see that. Yeah, because like for me, like if I put on a movie and partway through I'm on my phone, it 
if it if it can't keep my attention throughout the whole thing i don't really recommend it to people because like if i'm a person who really likes horror really likes comedy i'm sitting here preferably on my phone it's i can't recommend it i can't recommend it i i think maybe like i said if you're watching it with friends to where you're kind of just sitting and talking about it and having fun with it it's different or maybe like an age thing like if you're at high school age something like that if you're younger rather than either of us not that you're not young but <laughs> just you're not the high school age Mm-mm. but like if you're around that age it would be a lot different yeah so i think it it could be a good high school horror movie oh yeah because it's not a it's not a serious horror film it, i think it's better than something like i know what you did last summer I think it's better than those. Yeah. Yeah, I could say I'd recommend it. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. No. But I could see myself recommending this to some people. Yeah, it's very different. I couldn't, like, if I'm bored with the film, I can't do it. <laughs> it's okay. just how I am. Yeah, I can't. It would be like a joking recommendation. <laughs> so what does that mean for our stamp of approval then? Does uh, it get our stamp of approval? I guess I'd have to say no for me because I was, <sighs> unfortunately, I just, I, I was So does it get a half a stamp? I guess because if I, I, I mean, because yeah, I think like I said, a, a, a decent high school horror and something like that. So, and, and I would recommend it, mm-hmm. but you're the other way. So I guess it gets a half a stamp of approval. I guess it gets half it's a stamp a pro. of approval. It's not approval. It's just a pro. <laughs> uh, it's pending. It's pending approval. It's pending. <laughs> Maybe someone else can give the other half of the stamp to it. Interesting. I mean, well, it didn't take us long to get to that point. To where one of us is like, no, and the other is like, oh, yeah, okay. Which is surprising since all of our movies have just been random. We know nothing about these movies' mm-hmm. picks. Yeah, no, it, it that's pretty, that's a pretty good, um, yeah, we went pretty long without saying like, no. And I mean, for well, me, Unknown it's not Visitor like, was a no. Yeah, no, Visitor Unknown was a Unknown Visitor no. was a highly, con- highly conditional. Yeah. I think the difference between Unknown Visitor and this movie is because it kept me like watching because i'm like i just want to know a much different concept than what we're used to as well yeah um this movie it's better than some b it it, because it's like a kind of b-list movie to me it's not better than others either so like for me it's kind of middle of the road low end of the middle of the road Um, for me, like if I get too bored with the film, it's just kind of like darn. It has some cool moments, but like as a whole, it's like there's just some things missing to it. Well, I noticed too, like when we were watching it, I was like, "Oh shit, that was kind of cool." And you'd look up, it's like, "Okay, she's taking her notes." So either that, or she's just bored and doing something else. And you'd look it up was and it's like, "What? What?" <laughs> it was a little bit of both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I'm having an off night too. Sometimes when it's just like when I'm watching movies like this and I'm like, oh, I already know this whole trope is teenagers. I don't have to pay that close attention to get the whole gist of the story. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too how in the beginning it was like we pretty much hated all the characters and we thought it was just set them all up to be the characters you hate. So you root for the killer type thing. And yeah. then it, the way it turned out is the ones that we were rooting for kind of ended up being the ones that we were wanting to die and the ones we wanted to die ended up who we were rooting for. Okay, that may be for you, but I was at the end of the point where I was like, just kill whatever. Them all and get it over with. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm well, so good. Well, like at the end when it was the four girls beating the crap out of Randall. No, that was I funny. was 100% rooting for the girls, even though <laughs> at least two of the girls in that group 
I was like, fuck it, just kill him, get it over with in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, it's just like, I was just like, whatever happens, happens to these kids. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it hurries up and gets the movie over with, whatever happens, happens. I don't care. Yeah. And I was so dissatisfied with the post credit scene. (laughs) Yeah, that one... I was so dissatisfied it's with like, it. It sets it up for, okay, we can do a sequel and, and do more of this kind of thing. But even then, it's like, can you really do that? Because I think part of what make made this interesting was the fact that... The twist. That twist kind of took it into a direction you weren't expecting. But then if you go into it already like that... Yeah, then, if you're already looking for it. Yeah. The twist, then it's... Then it becomes standard horror movie where it's like, yeah, let's just set up all these characters we don't like just so we can have somebody come in, freak them out. Yeah, I unfortunately, I don't think something like this could have a sequel. I can see like a series of movies kind of similar to this in the same, like maybe the same production company and everything, but like a sequel, no, not at all. Because if you do, if you do a sequel, it's like saying like, um, Unhuman 2, all, all people are going to do is like sit there and be like, what's going to be the twist this time? Either that or it's like, well, if they're going by the same twist as they did before, or not necessarily the same twist, but using that they're doing a scared straight thing and that same concept. So we know it's Then fake. what are they going to do to make it worth watching? Because they have to do something pretty unique or else they're just copying everything they already did and since we already know the story then what's the point yeah because we already know that everything's fake yeah so it's just like how do you how do you track attract attention now because you the biggest attention getter was the fact that we didn't know if you didn't research we didn't know that everything that's happening wasn't real that everyone was dead even though blunt force trauma to the head could kill someone repeated blunt force trauma yeah or falling from a two to three-story building I mean, there's been plenty of people that have fallen like that and lived, but the way he fell and the position he was in after and the way he got up and everything is like, yeah, there's no way. Or the fact that he got sliced with a sword, apparently. Yeah. But, you know, at this point... Luckily, it wasn't deep, I guess. At this point, Danny's just immortal. Yeah. And I Um, think, like, in order to do it, you almost would have to say, okay... Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to have the whole scared straight thing. But this time, instead of it being somebody that's like, oh, scared straight and they're capturing, they're actually killing. It's like the person takes it too serious. Yeah, I mean, and then you start rooting for the killer the whole time, and yeah, and it it just becomes standard horror tropes throughout, which it might not even be enjoyable at that point. So, I mean, it's kind of a hard, kind of like you're you're in between a rock and a hard place because there's not many concepts that are going to work for it now. And it's like if someone really wanted to, they probably could figure out a way. But is it worth it? Yeah, is it worth? Is it going to be profitable? Is it going to be profitable? Is it going to be watchable? Is it going to have a decent storyline? Yeah. And I think if they would have had that post-credit scene and if they would have just made it the PTA and did it, done some kind of like a punishment or something like that rather than, yeah, so we want to start this up as a regular thing. Do you guys think you can do it again? If it wasn't for that bit, then it could have been a funny ending. It being like yeah. this person that's like all serious and they're thinking it's CIA and it, CIA and it actually just turns out to be PTA. Yeah, they could have just left it at that yeah. and would have been fine. Yeah. So unfortunately, it didn't though. I had to complain about the post credit scene. I did not <laughs> like it. I feel like when you add yeah, a post credit scene, yeah, when you add a post credit scene, it's either something kind of funny to look back on or it reveals like a big like you know how Marvel went like a big secret thing coming up or yeah. something to look forward it to. It gives or you some... an idea of what the next movie is going to be or that yeah. kind of thing. Or or an answer that wasn't answered in the film. Yeah. 
And the only answer that it didn't an- that wasn't answered in the film was whether or not Steven was alive. Yeah, and that answered that, and then we got more, and unfortunately, stuff that kind of was a a scene that was kind of detrimental to the movie. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. So if you're gonna watch it, as soon as the credits start, just turn the movie just off. Just turn it off. Yeah. Just turn it off. It's not even worth it. Yeah. No, I. I can't say I really enjoyed this film, unfortunately. <laughs> I enjoyed parts, but I didn't fully enjoy it. But it was an interesting watch. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we talked about everything. Uh-huh. I, I mean, well, like I mean, there were still some things we left out, but I mean, yeah. if we say everything, then... We can't spoil the whole thing yeah. for you guys. Even though that she's like, don't watch it. And I'm still, I'm still saying, yeah, go ahead, watch it, have fun. Get some friends together. Everybody grab some popcorn and maybe have some beers or some... Weed. Yeah. I was trying to figure out a different way to say it, but yeah, some beers or some weed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're in California. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, if if you're in a more altered state of mind and you got some friends and you're all having fun, this movie would be a lot different than just sitting at home watching it by yourself. That's for sure. Yeah, it'd be way different. Probably the only reason that I kept so much attention is because I was watching it with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably the only reason why you kept watching it at all. You probably would have turned it off. Yeah, I probably would have just been like, "Uh, I'm good. (laughs) I have other things to do. Well, the the way you were you were reacting in the beginning to like the stereotypical bully jocks and all that stuff, it's like, yeah. So this probably is something that she would have turned off already. It's like once this happens, it's like, okay, I'm done. I hate I, the way they do these characters. I hate this. I hate when the movies do that. Thing. I could have seen you just stopping there. I don't like the tropes anymore. I I partially don't like the tropes anymore, and it's probably it's kind of the fault of like the games that are like this you know the make a choice see if you can save everyone games i find it more entertaining to watch those than watching a movie because when you're like watching gameplay or you're playing those kind of games any choice that you make because you don't know what's going to happen afterwards because it goes scene by scene any choice that you make could really fuck over someone yeah and there was quite a few times when like make the wrong choice and the whole group is fucked Mm-hmm. so like it's like yelling out the window to tell candace to run this way i will ne- never not have beef <laughs> about that like honestly me and her would have some beef i'd just be like i know yeah. you're voted off the island you need to go out there mm-hmm. it's like okay the- see that window that you just opened up and yelled through i'm chucking you out that window be the distraction yeah because i'm not dying because you're stupid savior complex ass well, then it turns into, would you have even been in that group or would you, would you have just said, fuck this, taken off out that back door and just kept running until you got to civilization? I probably would have kept running until I got to civilization <laughs> knowing how I am. Uh, but like, like, fuck the even- rest of this group. I'm not stopping for your ass. <laughs> I'm getting my ass just as far away from you guys as possible. Fuck this shit. I'm going home. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I also could have, I, I probably would also end up being the guy who got on the wrong bus. Can you imagine now though? Like anytime you'd ha- go to somewhere like a bus or a plane or something, it's like, fuck, okay, let me double check. Make sure this is the right one. Cause I don't want to be that guy. I don't want, I don't want what happened to me in high school happened to me ever again. Yeah. I, I had there, I went through therapy to get over it and I'm not over it. I keep, I'm coping. I'm coping. What's worse, being one that was supposed to be there and having that shit happen, or I just got on the wrong bus oh, and having definitely. to deal with that? Oh, definitely got on the wrong bus. <laughs> I am an innocent bystander who got pulled into this stupid mess. Movie magic luck. <laughs> Movie magic luck. Okay. 
sure. this whole movie was movie that. magic. Oh yeah. Yep, definitely movie magic. Was there any now now that we know that nobody actually died before that when we thought they were getting mm-hmm. killed, was there any death or any scenes that you were like, that was a cool way to do it? Like death wise? Yeah. And it could be like <sighs> the teacher getting his face bit off or them flying out the window or the one dude just getting his face bashed in with a radio or the bus driver in that room i mean not really i mean i it was it was an insane to watch her with the boom box but like other than that no um like the um the teacher with the neck bite that's pretty standard zombie zombie movie can't tell you how many times i've seen someone be flung out a window by a zombie yeah window not included or i mean glass not included as well yeah could have glass, could not have glass. Um, I think looking at them, it's like, yeah, the fight between Randall and the girls was cool, but there's really not a death. It's just a fight scene. No, yeah. That's why I was but just like. The, the zombie smashing Candace's face into the concrete repeatedly was brutal. That was a pretty brutal yeah, scene. Yeah, that was brutal. That's brutal. Again, seen it in other horror films, not for a zombie film of all things, but. Yeah. And actually, that death really, from that point, confused me. I think that's what kind of threw me off about the whole, like, threw me off about this whole movie. Because I was like, that's weird. Is that he he repeatedly slammed her face in, whereas we saw everyone else. Um, like, wh- I think Wayne faked that he got bit too. But, like, everyone else was either just dragged away. We didn't see them get munched on or anything. Yeah. But with her. That was just a was brutal just, attack. Yeah, that was just a brutal attack. So I was just like, that's not zombie-like. Yeah. at all because he was playing like semi-classic zombie so i was like mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense i mean you gotta to... bust the skull open to get to the brains <laughs> i, I mean your teeth can't didn't... just bite through a skull i thought zombies didn't kill kill people well like you said they were playing the classic zombie thing yeah so at that point playing the classic zombie thing then that playing would be the, the only cl- reason to bust a head against the, a concrete uh, to break it open the and get to the, zombie. you got to get to the gooey insides Mm-hmm. Got to get That's to that creamy really, center. <laughs> the fatty center. Yeah. Ugh. Well, on that <laughs> note, I think we've talked about everything. Yeah, I think we've talked about all we need to. And the rest yeah. is just watch it and judge for yourself. Watch it. And so, so too late for this, but spoilers ahead because this movie kind of relies on a big spoiler. So, well, I don't know about spoilers ahead because we're not going to talk about anything else. Oh, no. Spoilers but- behind. Yeah. It's like if you've listened to this warned. far, be careful because we've already spoiled shit for you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> might have to put something in like being like, hey, there's spoilers ahead if you want to watch the movie. I'm not going to worry about it personally. I know you're not going to worry well, about it. I mean, it. we've talked about but it a few times where it's like if they're w- listening to a podcast that's this length talking about any yeah. movie, you can't expect there to not be spoilers. True. I mean, we could just stop and not say how the movie ends, but mm-hmm. with this one, does it matter? No, and with, like with Benny, we did leave out how Richard got killed, so we didn't yeah. want, we didn't spoil that. Yeah. But it's like if you don't no want to if you don't want to spoil a movie that you've not seen, then only listen to the episodes about movies you've seen. Oh yeah, the only reason that I see spoilers ahead is because this movie really relies on that, that like, twist. big twist. Yeah. Whereas other movies didn't. Yeah. That's my only like reason for that. But like, yeah, nope, we, we, we could about... very easily have said from this point on spoilers. So. Yeah. Stop like, here if you don't and want listen to, to the rest you, after you've watched the movie. Yeah. If you don't want the ending of the movie or the big twist of the movie spoiled, don't listen from here. Yeah. Goodness gravy. Yeah. No, I think we went over everything. I don't so, have anything else to talk about. What should they comment on? 
Which character did, did they hate the most? No, because I'm just the person who probably hates like the character. <laughs> Which a character bit more. did you hate the most? The cast. The whole cast. <laughs> the entire cast. Um. Well, let's go for a classic. What's your favorite zombie film or? Any like zombie media? What's your favorite zombie me- media? Okay. Because personally, for me, my favorite zombie media is Dead Space, so and nothing will ever probably top that. Okay, so now I have a challenge set for me. I have to find some. I have to find something zombie-wise that's going to beat Dead Space. That's going to be tough. That's damn near impossible. I'll have to. St- I'll, I'll struggle for sure. I don't think you're going. I I almost can bet money you're not going to be find- <laughs> able to find a zombie film that's going to impress me more than the Dead Space game series. I love that series with everything in me. <laughs> I can talk at length for hours about that, that game series. Be a challenge. The question is, am I up to the challenge? No. We'll, we'll, have, to, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. No, I have no faith. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> Dead Space has been my favorite game, zombie anything world for almost, man, almost like, when did it come out? 2007? I don't know. I know um, it wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for Resident Evil. No, it wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for Resident Evil. Um, If it wasn't for Romero and Night of the Living Dead, pretty much any zombie movie, TV, game, anything wouldn't be what it is. That's really true. Um, It came out, oh, okay. It came out in 2008. So I didn't watch it in 2008. I probably watched it more in like 2012. So you're facing about 10 years of me liking a series. It's kind of (laughs) hard. I mean, the 28 days later, zombies were pretty cool. They were, they like were them. pretty vicious. I still don't like them more than Dead Space. Oh, no, there's still better ones that I like, too. I'm just trying to think of ones that are different and can like that have changed things. Mm-hmm. And 28 Days Later definitely changed yeah, the zombie genre. Yeah, because there's the fast zombies, yeah. the faster zombies. Um, Return of the Living Dead changed zombie yes. movies. Okay. I haven't seen that in so long. Probably something that my dad made me watch. <laughs> oh, how are we going to end this? Um, like, comment, subscribe, heart, star, follow, all that good shit. Tell us what your favorite zombie movie, game, book, TV show, whatever zombie media it is. Tell us what your favorite is. Yeah, maybe you'll give Grim ideas on how to top Dead Space for me. Yeah, if you can think of a zombie thing that beats Dead Space, definitely let us know. Yeah, definitely let us know because I don't think there is, but I'm biased. <laughs> I'm super biased. On um, that note, um, I think that's that's it for me. Yeah, that's it for me. Have a good night, everyone. And that was (laughs) unhuman. That was unhuman. Night, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye.